And welcome in. It's a victorious edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. The Bucks finally do it in six. It was, I guess, the prophecy of Brandon Jennings so many years ago back in 2013. It didn't happen. The Bucks have only won in six twice now. The first time was in 1984 against the New Jersey Nets. The second time... On Saturday night in Atlanta, the Bucks taking Game Six against the Atlanta Hawks by a final score of one eighteen to one hundred seven. The Bucks winning the series four games to two. Now they await the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals coming up on Tuesday night in the desert. After the game was over, we talked about it for almost two hours on ninety seven three. The game it was me and Armin Sarian. We had a special guest, Josh Albrecht from the Zabe Show. Uh, he dropped by as well. And we tried to just as much as we could convey what I think most of Milwaukee was feeling over the course of the two hours that Armin and I were on the air together. This is uncut. This is the whole show in case you missed it. And we're just rebroadcasting it for you here as part of the Doug Russell podcast. Hope you enjoy it. The Bucks' chase for the championship continues tonight. We're going to win a six. When you first purchased the Bucks, you imagined a day like this. It's a perfect day weather-wise, but it's a, a perfect day for really the city and the franchise. You know, we did imagine this day. You know, we uh, we talked about it right after we had made the commitment to buy the team about, you know, do we need a backup plan? And I said, we don't need a backup plan because there is no backup plan. We're going to get this done. And I had a lot of conviction it was the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, people really made all the accommodations. People compromised, and here we are. So no more groundbreakings in June, just trophy ceremonies in June. That's what we want. We want to be playing uh, in June. That's, you know, hashtag let's play in June. I think that's going to be our new tagline here, not too distant future. We're going to, be, we're going to win a six. Welcome to the Palermo's Post Game Show. Hit us with your gut reactions now at 1-414-799-1973. Now here's Doug Russell. How we feeling now? Let's go, baby! Let's go! Doug Russell, Armin Sari, and Josh Albrecht here with you tonight. We're taking your calls, your reaction on the PellaWI.com talk and text line 414-799-1973. It is the Palermo's post-game show. The Bucks are headed to the finals. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it, guys. I, I just, I'm out of my body. The Bucks right now are taking the trophy. They're on the podium. That's a good-looking trophy. I've never seen it before. <laughs> why, uh, why would you? I've never seen it. <laughs> Bucks haven't seen it in 47 years. They're heading to the finals. It's an out-of-body experience. But I just want to congratulate all the Bucks fans, those that went through every hard time, those that were true green all the way for years and years, that went through the heartbreak yeah. year after year, almost a half century. You're rewarded tonight. This is your time. The Bucks fans that never gave up on this team, the Bucks fans that always believed in this team. And, you know, we don't get many meals as sports fans in Wisconsin. <laughs> we got a big buffet tonight. Big buffet tonight for all of the fans who were their own section at the Bradley Center. For all of the Bucks fans, you want to go to the podium? You want to hear? It's up to you. Doug. Yeah, let's do it. All let's right. let's hear it from Drew Holiday. He's live at the podium, courtesy of TNT. Wanted to be a part of this. Uh, just a chance to go to the finals is amazing. So super blessed, uh, everybody. I'm so proud of y'all, bro. Hey, let's get one to Phoenix, baby. Thank you, Drew. Chris Middleton, from Olympian to Olympian, now you're headed. You're headed to the finals, Chris. Third quarter, you took over. What allowed you to do that? My teammates and my coaches. Uh, they told me to keep being aggressive. 
when the coaches told us something, to pass it to the rim instead of the turnover. So just shoot, be confident, uh, and just try to play the right way. You've worked hard to get to this point. Now you're headed to the NBA Finals with this group of guys. What does that mean? I love it. Each one of these guys, they work every single day. Everybody stays ready. Everybody stays locked in. We all pay for each other. And that's all you can ask for. Thank you, Chris. Con again, congratulations to the 2021 Eastern Conference champions. Say it again, Doug. 2021 Eastern Conference champion Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go, baby! 414 <laughs> the Pell talk and text line. I know you all have a lot of emotions. Let's hear them. Let's hear every feeling you've got. Um, I, I mean, I go back to this team when Marcus Johnson was playing, when Sidney Moncrief was playing, when Eddie Doucette was not the radio announcer but the television announcer at the tail end of his Bucks career. Not a lot of fans remember that. Um, I, I went to games with my dad at the Mecca. Uh, I was at the first game at the Bradley Center and the last game at the Bradley Center. I was at the first game at Fiserv Forum. I was there in 2001. I have been there for 30, 40 years. Your whole life, Doug. My whole I life. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, I mean this is, I, it's not about, this isn't about me. No, I know, but I but, mean, but you are, you are, I am, Josh is, everybody. We are the we are the community. We are the fan base. Yeah. And it's made up of individual experiences that we've all shared together. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, lonely nights in the winter going to the Bradley Center watching, um, <laughs> I don't mean to do this to you, Dan God's reach and, and oh, yeah. Corey Maggette. All the names. And Ruben Patter. You know, you, know you know what I'm saying? Can't, I mean, it all leads to this. I mean, I mean, John Horst did a fantastic job. But also, John Hammonds did a fantastic job. You can't forget yeah. the steps they took to get to this point. Everything right? was incremental. And that's a great point that you bring up. And for years, when this team, you know, they were slogging through that 15-win season in Giannis's rookie year. And before Giannis's rookie year. When this city, when this organization was the Siberia of the National Basketball Association... When guys would only come here on free agent contracts if literally no one else in the NBA would sign them. When guys came here to terrible facilities, bitched about whatever was going on here in Milwaukee because the team sucked, tonight is your night. For everyone who hung through with this team, now there's still four more wins to get. But this is the the, the incredible incremental step that this franchise had to have. And for years, Armin and Josh and everyone listening, I was saying on the radio, this team needs one element that they have not gotten over the last 40 years. And that element is luck. The element of 14 other teams passing on Giannis Adetokounmpo. There were only a couple of franchises. The Bucks were in on him. Ironically enough, the Hawks were in on him. Yeah, yeah. Dallas Mavericks were in on Giannis. But everybody else kind of passed. For every project, for every... Middleton on a throw-in deal. Middleton, I, Middleton he, on a throw-in. You know? Yeah, absolutely. For every Ejian Leon, Joe Alexander. Hell, you want to go back to Tito Horford, the original project. For every project yes. that did not work out for this franchise, this one did. And this team, there was a seismic shift during Game 4 that all was lost. Because Giannis tore his ACL. And he was going to be done for God only knows how long, and the series is over. It looks so bleak. The next day, Armin, the news came out. No structural damage. Yeah. Those three words buoyed this team, 
this community, the feeling about where this team could possibly go, and then Bucks and Six became a damn reality. You have to think about, you know, it makes it so amazing to getting to the finals after the heartbreak of 2018, where this team, you know, was was a disappointment in the bubble last year. They had to take the long way. They had to take the long road. They had to face a lot of adversity this year. It wasn't a, a it wasn't a roses and ice cream of a regular season. They had it was a good regular season, but it wasn't great. There was big time adversity. You didn't get the matchup you wanted in the playoffs. Yeah. You had to, you had to go through the Heat again. 4-0, you, you, you swept them, you figured it out. Had to go through Brooklyn, all right? Mm-hmm. An amazing Game 7. We're never going to forget that. Had to take the toughest road when it looked like you might, you might be in the spot you want to be. All of a sudden, the devastation, to be honest. This team had to overcome a lot of adversity and take a very tough road to get here. And that makes it more, all that much more amazing and so much more rewarding as well. We'll go into the game itself. Chris Middleton yes. carried this team after halftime. I don't was, want to hear about Chris anymore. Was yeah. I, I mean, don't want, I mean, I mean, the, I mean. I understand what people. I just. I understand the criticism Chris has gotten over a, the, a long period of time, and people will get on Chris. He's a lightning rod. We were on his back tonight. The we narrative is back. over. It's over. The narrative is over. And I and anyone who wants to throw that crap our way because we get a lot of it. We're used to it. Whether it's from Skip Bayless opining the other day, well, maybe the Bucks are better off without Giannis. Or whether it's ESPN, you know, Molly Quarum, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, by the way, I guess they have to come to Milwaukee now. The terrible city yeah, it is. Terrible city. Terrible. Uh, I bet it's, it's going to so be terrible tonight down, right? It's they good. can stay home for all I care. I, you know, I don't, Please do. I don't need to see them uh, when the NBA Finals comes into Pfizer form for games three and four. Don't, don't, don't want them here. Don't need them here. For all the crap that has been thrown this city's way, this organization's way, Chris Middleton's way, Mike Budenholzer's way, the best way for your critics to go visit Shuttyville is winning. And this team won in six. And an incredible way to, I mean, you know, losing Giannis, and then you win game five. It was an incredible team effort in game five. You, you knew coming back it was going to be tough to do it on the road in front of those fans in Atlanta with Trey Young coming back. And the Bucks didn't play bad in the first half, but they didn't play great. They could have done a lot better. We, I think we all felt that. Yeah. You know, there was points out there left to be had, and you got the feeling, well, maybe they just don't have it tonight. Maybe we're looking at a Game 7 on Monday night. And then all of a sudden, it all came together in that third quarter. The quarter you dream about, the quarter you pray for, and Chris, and Chris Middleton you know, was once again incredible. And it's, it's just amazing that it all came together for him when he needed it the most, when the Bucks needed it the most, when the city needed it the most, at the perfect time. Incredible stuff. I'm, I'm going to be the first to say, during the season, and when we started this playoff run, I was one of those people. I said, Chris, Chris Middleton cannot be the Bucks number two if they're going to continue, if they're going to move on. And then he just went and proved me wrong. Yeah, he had to. He stepped up. He did what he needed to do, especially when Giannis went down. And now the Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. It's, I'm just saying those words, it just seems... So incredible just to hear them, just to say them, and for it to have meaning. And I'm someone who, I don't want to say that I'm Milwaukee's Eeyore fan, but I never count anything before it's done. And until sure. that final second Part ticked of off. Well, then, that, you guys, we were together. I don't think no. that's being an Eeyore fan. I think you're I think you're being cautious. You're protecting yourself. I don't I've been kicked you. in the nuts too many times by our teams. Of course. Uh, Ted, and, th- and i got to mention one other guy. Uh, Ted Davis, this is for Ted, man. Yeah, Ted, I wish we could play his call. I, I know we can't, and that's fine. He'll recreate it in here on Tuesday. You know, 
uh, next week when he's doing a show. But Ted's been through a lot of bad teams. Yeah. A lot of bad teams. And and Ted wouldn't say it a lot on air. But he, I'd sit in the studio with him and say, I just want to go to one NBA Finals. I know he, I know how excited he, he is right now. He started to say a little bit more in the last uh, several and weeks. You've been, and you've been with him, Doug. <laughs> he just tweeted, by the way. I'll read this one. But, uh, all caps. Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. Bucks 118, Hawks 107. Middleton 32 points, 13 in the third quarter. Holiday 25, 9 9. Bucks win two without Giannis. Game one, Bucks Suns. Game one, Tuesday in Phoenix. It's in the playoff bank. Go crazy, Wisconsin, and it is earning interest. Uh, the Pel- I wonder, I just sorry. I, I wonder when he made his uh, bank call. I wasn't listening, so I don't know when he made that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he waited. Right? Counting on some highlights. Uh, the PellaWI.com uh, talk and text line is open to you, taking your calls, taking your texts. We'd love to hear from you. If you're down in the Deer District, if you can get a line out and it's not too crazy, we'd love to hear from you as well. Kyle is our leadoff hitter in Milwaukee. Kyle, you're on the uh, Palermo's post game show at 97.3 The Game. Love you guys. Armin, uh, going to college with you, you know I'm a big fan of Groundhog Day. Yes. Groundhog Day. Sweeney. It's Sweeney. Kyle, fans, how you doing, buddy? Fans. And this is it. This is our moment. We are waking up, and it is February 3rd. And um, I just I just want to thank you guys because this is such a special moment for the city of the Milwaukee. And um, we're going to take it. We're going to go to the NBA Finals, and we're going to take it. Giannis, maybe he'll surprise us. But uh, I just appreciate all the coverage. This is a moment in time. I'll never forget it the rest of my life. Kyle, great call. I didn't know it was you, buddy. I, pre- I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kyle. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I, I'm, I I'm reading the talk and text line. Our boss, uh, he texted me personally uh, saying, oh, no, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. No, no, not at all. Is he mad I'm here? He's probably mad I'm here. <laughs> he said, no, he said, no more post game for me because yes. those were the two games when Tim was on the post game <laughs> yes. show. The Bucks lost and looked bad doing You're it. You're right. It's good. It's positive and negative, right? The good thing is, like, the Bucks obviously are going to the NBA Finals. The bad thing is, Doug, we gotta stay. We 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 can't well, change. Going. We can't change anything now. I guess you I, know. I guess you're with me the whole time. Uh, text line is popping off as well. Scott Madison said, "Congrats, said you deserve it." Armin's gonna need a doctor. <laughs> I could not. Breathe. I could not breathe uh, in that third quarter. I always say this as a sports fan, and I don't know how you guys feel. The worst way to lose is to blow a big lead, right? Oh yeah, and that's the biggest fear I had. Into I actually, I was talking to Laura today. I said, "That's the biggest fear I have is not necessarily losing, but losing in devastating fashion." Blowing a big lead, so that fourth quarter I just couldn't breathe because because you you get the excitement. I always talk about the cookies are heating yeah. up. You can smell the cookies out of the oven. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had a whole bakery in that third quarter, and I'm thinking all I could think about was 12 more minutes. We're going to the finals, and I mean, I'm I was nervous, but I mean, the Bucks found a way. Huge baskets in the fourth when it was getting kind of hairy. Yep. How about Drew Holiday going to the rack when that was a big one? PJ Tucker, that was a huge one. That was a huge three because he had a terrible night he had, shooting he had from a bad beyond game. the arc. He did, but he saved his best for last. Absolutely. I mean, if that, if you want to talk about the clutch gene, that was just huge for the Bucks as well. How about Pat Connaughton tonight with a, when, when Atlanta was making their run with about five and a half minutes. Uh, six minutes left to play yes. in the ball game. He knocks down a huge three. Monster three that that you know gave the Bucks a thirteen point lead at that point. So I mean, there were, there's so many things that you can look at at this individual game. And yes, this is a celebration. Now you start to think about the Phoenix Suns. You start to think about matchups, and you start to think at some point about Giannis, whether or not. His knee is going to be able to get to the next round because, what are we at, five five more days? We, there's five days until the next game. Two, I believe it's Tuesday. Thursday. I, I thought I read Tuesday. I, well, I, I, I thought Tuesday. Or did well. they move it up? Well, Ted, well, Ted typed Tuesday. 
Nah, maybe that's a mistake. I, I believe it's. I believe it's the six. Yep. I think it's the eighth. Well, I, I believe it was the eighth if it went seven. Oh, okay. I believe it was the six if it went. Six. I, I. It was my understanding that it was the eighth, irrespective of and anything and everything else. I'll, to, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll confirm. We'll confirm it. We'll All right. confirm it. All right. Uh, look, I, I understand everything that you just said, Doug, about having to figure out look ahead about or... the Suns and about Giannis. Not tonight. Not tonight. Tonight, we're going crazy. It was wonderful seeing both of you. I got to figure out where I'm celebrating with the people. Be safe, Josh. Yeah, make good choices. I'm making choices <laughs> that I can promise you. Okay. The good part, I can't promise. Uh, love you guys. Bucks. Can't believe it. Bucks and six. Going to the finals. All right, so Arash Markarzi said it is July 6th, so that'd be Tuesday because it, because it ended tonight. Okay. It would have been eight if it went seven games. That's okay. how that went. So. All right, then we had it wrong on the crossover so, pretty much all week. Okay, that's <laughs> May. That's all right. I don't think anyone's upset about it. All right. Game one is July 6th. Game two is July 8th. Three is the 11th and the 14th, 17th, 20th, 22nd, which No is... rest for the weary, then. I mean, this thing is this thing is starting. It's going to be start. So it's a long, you know, and I've got to, let's see, I've got to... Be, I've got a wedding on the 17th. Okay, I'm just figuring out. You're going to be okay? Oh, I'll be fine. It's not I your see. wedding, is no, it? No, no, no. Okay. I would never schedule my wedding during the NBA Finals. <laughs> of course, then again, I wouldn't have expected my team to make it. Right. Really? <sighs> We're right, just we, getting started. We're just getting started. We are just getting started. Doug Russell, Armin Sarian. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open. 414-799-1973. We would love to hear from you. Bucks in six. The final score tonight, 118 to 107. Milwaukee takes the series four games to two over the Atlanta Hawks. Up next, the NBA Finals and the Phoenix Suns. We're coming up with more of the Palermo's postgame show right after this on 97.3 The Game. It's the Palermo's post-game show. Doug Russell, Armin Sarian. Sorry, it's not where I wanted to start the song, Doug. I, I had a whole plan. I was going to start at the hook. It's all right. It's all right. Here we go. <laughs> you ever hear that song? It's a weird yeah, intro. You know what I mean? It's a it weird is. intro. All right. Turn it up. I get no I think everybody's going to be doing a little tub thumping downtown tonight in it's the Deer District. It's going to be incredible down there. Stay safe, everybody. I know you want to celebrate. Definitely do it. Make good choices. Make good choices. Make legal choices. <laughs> right. Make safe don't, choices. Don't get arrested tonight. Exactly. Don't hurt anybody. Only yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Palermo's Post Game Show, of course, is sponsored by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. Made right here in Wisconsin. Home of champions. For over 55 years. Wow, wow, that was great. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizza, Connie's Urban Pie, and Screamin' Sicilian. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Sendix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's. The final score tonight from State Farm Arena, 118 to 107. The Bucks win in six. Where's Brandon Jennings? He, it, uh, you know, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon, what? Brandon started that that like like confidence when there was no reason to ever have it. We had no business feeling confident. It was a battle cry that started for this fan base ten years ago, and 
Bucks and six. Jennings has to share in this a little bit. I got one name to just say to you. I'm just going to say a name to you. Okay. I never thought I'd say this name and, and with this type of attitude. Jeff Teague. Yeah, right? Are you kidding me? Jeff Teague. I mean, I've been making fun of him. I've been, like, so mad about him playing. When we needed it the most, Jeff Teague stepped up and gave us, like, that that performance tonight. You're like, is this real? Is Jeff Teague really doing this tonight? It's sort of like Ollie and Hoosiers. Jeff Teague tonight made all three of his three-pointers. Wow. Three of five from the field. I'm, uh, yeah. I promise, Jeff three Teague, I'll never make fun of you again. Finished with 11 points in 12 minutes off the bench. Hat Connaughton, 13 points. But again, that huge three-pointer that I was talking about. Um, Bryn Forbes came in. Struggled a little bit from the field, but did make another three-pointer, uh, which he needed to do. One for three. Nothing horrible. No. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, really the only guy... I mean, Bobby Portis struggled a little bit shooting uh, tonight. Some of the long-range shots as well. But P.J. Tucker really... I mean, and we talked about this before the break. Really struggled from the field, but when he needed to knock one down, yeah. when you just needed some gauze to stop the bleeding, because Atlanta made a nice run there in oh, the fourth yes. quarter. It was, it was very, very hairy. Yes, uh, the Hawks outscored the Bucks, by the way, in the fourth quarter, thirty-five to twenty-seven. No, they would never went away. They grinded the whole way. You have to give them credit. But PJ, yes, when they needed it the most, he came up with the biggest onion shot. And that's what, look, PJ's the veteran. He brought, he's, he's here for defense, and he's here to make those big onion shots. Uh, Bud's at the podium. Yeah, let's, let's hear from Mike Budenholzer, absolutely. It's special for him to, uh, to play the way he has, um, and now for him to be, uh, you know, going to the NBA Finals. Um, it, it means a lot for, you know, I think the whole organization, but to have a player like Chris that, you know, is one of our leaders, one of our core guys, um, to step up and take this challenge and rise to it, um, yeah, just a lot of credit to him, a lot of respect, and um, I'm fortunate to get to coach him. What do you think coming up short the last two postseasons did to harden this team and make them able to make this last step in the finals? Yeah, I mean, every team's got a different journey. Every team's got to go through different things. Um, you know, certainly, um, anytime you you lose, you got to be you got to be honest with yourself. You got to look. You got to reflect. Um, and try and try and get better. Um, and so I, I think um, just like every team in the league, uh, you know, when this group hasn't been able to advance, hasn't been able to, to continue, um, it's hurt. It's been hard. And um, the offseason, the guys that put the work in, the players that put the work in, um, you know, and I, I just I'm impressed with what they've done um, really every year. And but coming into this year, um, but there's still more to be done. Really, this is one that you could and should enjoy. I know you're always about kind of keeping it pushing, but what, yeah. what is that balance there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, really players for sure. And I, I think the, the whole organization, the front office coaches, the owners, um, you know, take a second and enjoy this. Um, this doesn't happen very often. It's special. Um, and then, you know, we, we've had we've had kind of long extended um, pauses in between each round and Kind of excited to try it without one. Um, you know, maybe we can be the team that's, you know, in a rhythm and all that. And after game one, I'm sure we'll talk about which was better, rest or, or rhythm and, and all that. So, uh, but it's a quick turn, but, you know, we'll be ready. Do you think there was a turning point or like a, a, a moment, a single moment when this team came together? 
I don't know. We just, we just won game six. I'm not sure. No, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, advancing in the playoffs is hard. You know, um, I like the mindset coming in. I, I, I thought we played well down the stretch the last 10 games or so. Um, you know, I, I just, I like the focus going into the first round. Um, but um, you know, there's, there's wins during the season that kind of give you the confidence, give you the belief. Um, but I, I, I don't know, maybe I'll look back on it and think of one, but right now I, I just like the focus going into round one of this group. Like, um, to the game a little bit. I mean, the first half, I think Chris and Drew had nine turnovers, shots weren't really going in. And then obviously we see how Chris opens. We've seen that before, but what was kind of the thought at half where maybe there was a chance to kind of blow it open? It didn't. And then he goes, what, I think 13 straight, 16 straight, scores 23 in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, kind of normal for us. I think we were, you know, happy with the defense. I think we had a 19-point, you know, second quarter defensively. We felt like if we could take care of the ball, um, we could get good looks. Um, but we just wanted to keep getting stops and, you know, had a lot of faith and, and really the whole group. But, you know, Chris and Drew just kind of rose to the occasion. And, you know, Chris caught a, caught a streak there in the third quarter and particularly coming out to start it. Um, you know, so I think that was the turning point in the game. But I, I, we started well. Starting the first quarter was big. Um, you know, we were only up four. But, but then to kind of weather – you know, a lot of turnovers um, in the second quarter and still be up four, um, you know, was, I think, just a, you know, indicator of good defense. Uh, Jeff hits those threes, Pat, Brynn, I think, of that group, the three of them had 10 points, you know, six rebounds. That, I guess when, when the starters aren't maybe clicking, to have the bench finally kind of come together and kind of hold things, how, how important was that? Yeah, I thought Jeff T was, was really good tonight. He was huge, you know. Um, for him to, you know, do this after all the years he's played in Atlanta, um, to have a big game six and help us win and go to the NBA Finals, I'm happy for him. You know, Pat Connington does a little bit of everything. Um, you know, he hit some big corner threes off of penetration and, you know, on the boards and Brent a couple threes in that second quarter, at least one. Um, you, you need every little, you know, second you can get from everybody. And, and you know, those three guys off the bench tonight, we're big. Mike, you've been to the finals as an assistant coach before. This is your team. How different does it feel for you in this moment? And then how will you enjoy this in whatever short time you give yourself? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, just like the players. It's special, you know, as, as a head coach. And um, I feel fortunate to have been, you know, through this experience and kind of have – seen it from a different seat um but now to to do it as a head coach is special but it's it's the players that do it i just you know i love our group i love coaching them i'm, I'm happy for them that's I'm, I'm just um if i t- you know when i take a second tonight when we take a second tonight it's it's really just you know joy and happiness for your players that you know they put the work in the time to get to this place and uh I'll just be happy for them Yeah, 
I mean, I'll just say first to see him, you know, I, I think he probably almost got a delay a game. He's coming off the bench and he's halfway on the court talking to Bobby, talking to Brooke, talking to different players to see that kind of leadership, to see that kind of connection, that kind of commitment um, from a player who, you know, would be dying to be out there and playing. Um, I just loved his energy on the bench. I loved his, you know, just the togetherness that he brings to our group. Um, and yeah, no, there's, there's a, a bittersweetness to, you know, him not being able to play these last two games. Um, but, you know, I, I think he understands that there's a way that we want to play basketball and there's a kind of team and an organization that, you know, we want to be able to play um, and just play ball. And, and he's a big part of that. But uh, if he were to miss a game or if he's on the bench for whatever reason, we need to be able to play and we need to have guys that have confidence and we need to um, be able to get stops and do all the things that go into winning. And while he's, you know, incredibly important to us, you know, I think he appreciates, um, you know, what his teammates can do. And um, we certainly do as an organization appreciate what he does, but then what everybody else was able to do tonight and the other night without him. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, he and the, the sports performance team, you know, they've been together a long time. It's special to watch their relationship. It's special to watch the communication, the trust uh, that he has. And, um, you know, it's a, you have to listen to the player and then you have to listen to the, to, the, to, the, to the sports performance group. And, you know, at some point, John Horse and myself um, are part of the conversation, but it's just a day-to-day thing. You know, we'll, we'll update it when appropriate. And the conversations between, you know, he and myself or he and the sports, you know, it's, it's kind of private. And, um, you know, we'll see where he is um, each day. Yeah, I mean, Chris and Giannis are the key to this team, the key to this organization. So, um, you know, to have the opportunity to coach them and come here, you know, three years ago and um, try and build something special, um, those two guys are special. And it starts with them. And just feel incredibly fortunate to coach those two guys and the whole group. All right, one more to Mark Schwartz. Hey, bud, congratulations on the win. Thank you, Mark. Um, uh, Chris was uh, uh, moments ago on uh, TNT and he said, coaches are always telling me to be aggressive and pass it to the rim. I thought that <laughs> was so interesting. But what, what are you trying to get out of him when you tell him to pass it to the rim? Baskets, you know, <laughs> he, he's a bucket getter, you know, so, um, you know, but he, he's just got such a great, you know, um, overall package and, I think he's he's just an underrated playmaker. He's an underrated passer, um, but it's all you know built off of just being a great, great shooter. You know, so anytime he can shoot, you know, I, I think uh, he's got the uh, ultimate green light. So he can pass it, he can shoot it, he can do a little bit of everything. You know, I love the way he competes and he's there. And, um, you know, he's been special. We'll need more of that going forward.
Thanks, everybody. Thanks, bud. All right, there you go. Mike Budenholzer, uh, Bucks head coach, live at the podium via Zoom. And, look, I mean, there's so many emotions, I think, that are going through Bucks fans' minds right now, and there's still another series left to play. Yeah. Great so, point, yeah. And it starts on Tuesday, and so there's no real rest for anyone. And that's okay. Um, what's that What's that thing, uh, Doug? What's that thing with rainbows? All the colors come out to one color? You know, like every, it's like every yeah. emotion right now just comes out. It kind of does. It's I almost mean, like you're numb. It's like, you know, it's amazing. It was like you and Josh in the studio as the time was ticking down. We, yeah. We tweeted that out. You can find it on my Twitter page, uh, at Doug Russell. Uh, you can send us your tweets as well. Uh, Armin is at Armin Sarian. I am at Doug Russell uh, here on 97.3, the game on the Palermo's postgame show. I mean, it's just, it's an avalanche of pent-up yeah. disappointment. It's kind of like a pressure release valve a little bit, in a way, because this team has been close. The last two seasons, they were the number one seed in not only the Eastern Conference, they had the best record in basketball going into the playoffs, and it was disappointment but an incremental step against Toronto and then last season against Miami I mean they didn't get out of the second round and questions were starting to be asked and then this season they they took a different approach when the regular season began they didn't necessarily need to win all of those games they needed to put themselves in a position to have a good run in the playoffs while not necessarily putting all of that pressure on themselves as the number one seed. And I think that helped them this year. Because now you're looking at, I mean, Brooklyn can look at themselves and say, you know, Kyrie was hurt. They can look at themselves and say Harden missed a couple of games because of the bad hamstring. They came close. If everybody's healthy, they can make another run at it next year. There's complete disarray in Philadelphia right now with uh, the yeah. 76ers. Yeah. So with, with Bucks fans... I liken it to 2008 with the Brewers just getting to the playoffs. That pressure release, just kind of everything else just kind of barfed out and every emotion that you possibly could have, you had as a lifelong fan of the franchise. Yeah, you know nothing's promised, right? I mean, in 2018, it looked like the Bucks would never have a better chance to make the finals. And you kind of felt like we let that opportunity get away. But it opened up again this year, and the Bucks earned that. You know, they they beat the Nets, and all of a sudden you have the Hawks, and... Trey Young, and then all of a sudden Giannis goes down. Mm-hmm. So you don't know when these opportunities are going to happen, and you have to take advantage of them while you can. I think that's what made this, you know, everything was so key these last few games, these last couple of games. Everything was so intense. Everything was so right there for them because you didn't want to let this moment go, and you knew that these small these small moments in time were going to change and affect history. And the Bucks rose to the occasion. Gian, you know, that that's what feels so good as a Bucks fan is that the Bucks rose to the occasion without Giannis? I mean, they got every, you know, every adversity you could write in a story was mm-hmm. thrown at them, and they were able to come up, rise up, and and overcome that. And the way they did it on the road and fulfill the Bucks and six prophecy, it's it's amazing. Well, let's get this. I think we should get the Stephen Greenfield. Yeah, let's, waiting for a while. Here. Definitely, Steve. I know you started uh, hanging out while Bud was on, so I appreciate you joining us on the PellaWI.com talking text line. Uh, no problem. So many emotions. You know, I was twelve years old in nineteen seventy one. And I remember Eddie Doucette, and I never. I, I am so happy for Ted Davis because he's seen a lot of bad basketball, and for him to to get to broadcast the finals, I mean, I'm so happy for him. And as a Bucks fan, my ultimate dream would be to hear 
Eddie Doucette and Ted Davis together on the NBA Finals. Uh, that's probably not going to happen, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, that's I mean, I grew up with Eddie Doucette on uh, on television as well. Jim Irwin was the the late Jim Irwin, the play by play guy on radio uh, when I first started following this team in the late 1970s. Um, and and we've had Eddie on the crossover a number of times over the years, and I'm sure we'll probably have him on in the next several days as well. So stay tuned to the crossover uh, on 97.3 The Game. I'm sure the two of them uh, will talk. But this is Ted's moment. It really is. It's Ted's moment. It's Dennis Krause's moment too. Dennis has been with Ted every step of the way and Dennis has suffered through a lot of bad basketball too we, we all have we you know we all deserve this and uh, the other thing I'd like to say is when when Trey Young got that technical that that was my favorite moment of the series <laughs> he is such a punk <laughs> he's yes. a punk as he plays with the other guys <laughs> I appreciate. Thanks for the call, Steve. I appreciate it. Enjoy, enjoy the win tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be we'll be talking about it. Um, boy, man, we'll be talking about it all all week long. Game two is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Bob Brainerd and I will be here live on Monday during the, the crossover as well. And certainly, uh, Ted's going to call in. We told him to call in. Yeah, win or lose, so we will hear from Ted Davis on Monday, and certainly he'll have a lot to say about it as well. I mean, I'm. Buck, uh, real quick, Buck's just tweeting out a picture of the team and their shirts with the trophy. Uh, caption, whole squad ready. Just want to pat. It's just. Blow it up. It's just, let's blow up the picture. Let's let's get it framed. Just I mean, you can just pin it on my wall in my, at home. I don't care. I mean, just put it there. Laura, uh, be Laura, Laura okay with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think she'd be okay, okay. with it. Yeah, I think she just would clear, be good. Just got to clear it with the missus first. Did it together. Uh, uh, Buck's tweeting out, so really excited. Apparently, Bobby Portis is live on Instagram. Um, and. Is I'm that, not gonna. Is I'm that not, safe? I'm not gonna play it because I don't know what he's saying, and I I don't want him to. Uh, we got and we have a little. The Bucks are tweeting out uh, a graphic of of everybody eating lemon pepper wings. Is that a Lou Williams reference? I think. Is it? I think so. You know that was Atlanta Magic City, isn't well, that where you got the lemon pepper wings during the pan, uh, the, the bubble? Oh and everything? yeah, there you go. So we're just loving every moment of it. Um, you have I, to well, soak it. You in. You have to soak this in, man. I mean, this is it is just. An out-of-body experience for Bucks fans. Uh, for me, I know, uh, man. And when, when that last, when PJ's three went through, it all came out of me. You know, I have to admit, it all it just all came out of me. Do you remember the first Bucks game you ever attended? I did. It was Bucks played the Bullets. It was probably in 93, the freaking Bullets. We lost the freaking Bullets. Okay. That's, that's what I had. When I was nine years old, I had Brad Lojas and, and Blue Edwards to, to cheer on. And sure. Lee Mayberry. That's who we had to play with in NBA Jam. We were second class in the NBA. I mean, I loved the Bucks growing up, but it was it felt like you were a part of a different NBA that didn't. You know, we were never on NBC. We were never good. We never. I mean, you know, the Bucks waning. You know, playoff years of the eighties, right? That ninety ninety one team, right? That I think made the playoffs. That was like the last one for a long time, and I was too young to remember that sort of. So my my consciousness came about as ninety three, ninety four. The Bucks were the dregs of the league for a long time until they, you know, they they. Got got it going with Vin Baker and and Big Dog and Ray, you know that was but 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 that was that was the existence as a Bucks fan. You 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 went to bed as a kid praying that one day your team would have their moment in the sun, and it just seemed so impossible that this forsaken place in the Midwest would have their moment. You know, well, it's a terrible city according and, to ESPN. And, right, right, and 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 finally we get it. Like you know, t- free agents wouldn't come here. You had to, you know, Todd Day didn't want to come here, drafted. Oh, yeah. Day Milwaukee, remember that? Oh, the, yeah. The thing he played. So, I don't know. It, it's, it's amazing. But the first game, yeah, was it was Bucks-Bullets in 93. Okay. And I don't really remember much about it. I know the Bucks lost. And 
And it, I was excited because I was, you know, there was no better feeling than coming to a Bucks game, going to the Bradley Center. I mean, we, I remember we, we bought a 10-pack. My dad bought a 10-pack of games for us. It was like a 97. It was 120 bucks for 10 games. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's amazing to think about that. Now. That is incredible That's to think about. That. Even, even with inflation and all that, it was hard to sell. And, and they only sold them because of the Bulls games. That was the only reason that they sold them. So, I man, were, it was amazing. My it's first a, Bucks game was the Bucks against the Pacers. 1980, maybe, at the well, Mecca? Were they in the ABA still? The Pacers? I'm no, just no, 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 no. They You're were not that old, Doug. No, no. But, um, that was my bad joke of the day. Mar- Marcus Johnson played on that team. I think Mickey Johnson was on that team. Obviously, Sidney was early in his career you know, it's, with the Bucks as well. Paul Pressey hadn't gotten there Pressy, yet. Pressy, right? You know, it's funny. I was thinking of the 80s Bucks, and obviously I wasn't around really for I was born in 84, but I don't remember the teams, but I know of them. The 80s Bucks are sort of... The, these bucks were becoming them where they would we would be good every year, try to climb the top of the mountain, and eventually there'd be that one super team that would push them back. It was the, the, well, it was the Celtics or the Sixers, Sixers every single year. Right. They, they'd push them back, and it's like they could never reach that top. And t- Nelly left in 87 after they lost in seven to the, six, uh, the Celtics. And, you know, this is the team that was able to overcome and do it and, and make it to this stage. You know, it's, it's wild to think about that because there were so many good teams. So many great players that never never made the finals as the Bucks and with the Bucks and now now they're going. A couple of texts on the PellaWI.com talk and text line. Uh, Andy in Belgium, we got you, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Obviously, a Ray Allen uh, yes. reference. Thank you, Ray. You know, like this guys. You're right though. Those guys, in a way, contribute to this, right? In a way. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say this: the Ray Allen trade set this franchise back a decade. Oh my goodness, that and, was a bad one. Yes, but but that was you know to use. Uh, a Ted Davis's, and that was you know one of the kicks to the nuts that Bucks fans have had to endure over the years. You get this generational superstar who's now in the Hall of Fame, playing his best basketball, and because he and George Carl couldn't coexist peacefully, he was shipped off for a Gary Payton rental, some McDonald's Happy Meals, and some pocket lint. Yeah, that, I mean it, it, that's what being a Milwaukee Bucks fan for the last thirty-five years has been like. It's been the Ray Allen trade. It's been Joe Alexander. It's been Ejian Leon. Corey Maggette. I mean, go go down the line of uh, Bobby Simmons. I mean, you know, all these guys. It's been the frustration, and I understand that Dirk Nowitzki was never going to be a Milwaukee Buck because that trade was consummated before the... But it's watching Dirk Nowitzki be a Hall of Fame generational player in Dallas and tractor trailer, God rest his soul, got, just never living up to anything in Milwaukee. And, Anthony and, Mason, when they signed Anthony Mason. Anthony, oh my that God. That was the last piece. That was supposed to be the last piece. You know? Anthony Mason, a complete wash. Yeah. Moses Malone at the tail end of his career because nobody else would pay him. Um, Benoit <laughs> Benjamin. I mean, just Kevin Duckworth. Yeah. The list of... Terrible Milwaukee Bucks players just playing out the string at the end of their careers. I, I, you could do a full show on that. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you know, somewhere at Senator Cole's there, somewhere sitting here watching. You have to give him credit. I mean, Senator Cole, if it wasn't for him, he saved the Bucks from leaving. Yeah, you know, a couple Jane, times. Jane Pettit, thank you. You know, she's up there. You know, yeah. she built the Bradley Center. You have to think about the, those people too. If it wasn't for them, you just thank you, Jane. Thank you, Herb. Thank you, you know, because they it all set in motion for that one moment. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. And you mentioned Herb Cole. He saved the team in 1985. Yeah, they were going to become the Minneapolis Bucks. This was before the Timberwolves came into the league in 1989. I believe is when their first season was. Uh, they were going to Minnesota. 
Herb Cole stepped in, bought the team. Four days later, as you mentioned, Jane Pettit stepped up to the podium and said, we're going to build a hockey building that the Bucks can play in, but it'll keep them here. They wanted an NHL team in Milwaukee. I don't know that Milwaukee ever would have supported an NHL team, and the Blackhawks eventually got the territorial rights for the NHL in the city of Milwaukee as well. So that was never necessarily going to happen. Herb Cole saved the team from being moved to Las Vegas in 2003 when Michael Jordan wanted to buy the team and move them there. That happened. That was a thing. It was almost a done deal. Herb pulled it off the table at the last minute to save the Bucks in 2003. And then finally, when it was apparent that under his watch as owner, the Bucks weren't going to make that next step. They had terrible facilities, both the practice facility, worst in the NBA, the Bradley Center, the worst in the NBA. They needed to have an injection of life, and they needed new ideas. And those new ideas came from a couple of guys from New York City. And when they bought the team, I, I'm sure you were asked, and I'm, I know I was asked, what do you think of these guys? And I said, give them a chance, because Marco Adonacio didn't come from Milwaukee either. Right. He came from Los Angeles via New York, and things have worked out pretty damn well for the Brewers under his ownership as well. And Give we, them a chance. And we know in this community we are wary of outsiders. We're provincial. Of course. So that's just the way it, that's the natural inclination. I can't blame people, but we were wary. But absolutely, you give them a chance, and they, and they came through. Got to get a couple of these texts. Drew and Greenfield. Yes, Armin Bucks and Six, I told you Friday. You know what time <laughs> of, You know what type of celebration I got going on? Championship, baby. We doing it to represent. Yes, I know what uh, I know what Drew and Greenfield is doing right now. I know I know what he's. I know we know Drew and Greenfield. All right, Peter in Milwaukee is headed downtown. Peter, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Fantastic. Hey, oh man, I, I just I'm on cloud nine right now, man. I I never thought I'd see this. Yeah. And I just I just think back to uh, you know when Giannis first came to town and just that. God awful 15 win season that we had uh, a guy that I work with said that he went to a signing Giannis did at a cell phone store and there was nobody there. Amazing. Mm. You, you consider how far this team has come over the years and team five. And man, I really think Bobby Portis might be the glue that holds this team together. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of glue guys. Absolutely. But he's definitely something special and this team's fed off his energy. I think his enthusiasm. So you have something there, Peter, I think with that, you know, you're, you're right though. It's amazing. It, you know, Giannis was drafted and it was a project, but there was some excitement, but we knew it was a project. Didn't have anything to lose. No, nothing to lose. And and the thing right. was, it's a representation of the team's path. They, you know, some teams in the NBA sign free agents. They put a team together. They make a big trade. They might hit it big with the number one pick. That's not what the Bucks did. The Bucks had to grind their way mm-hmm. from and step by step and build this thing all the way from the bottom to the top under the most adverse of circumstances in mm-hmm. sports, a small market team in the NBA. It's, it's the most adverse, impossible task in sports, really. And no other sport is it tougher. Because everybody, well, I think baseball is pretty tough well, as well. Yes, but yes, it is tough in baseball. And everybody's against you. You've got right. ESPN against you. You've got the, the national narrative. I saw a tweet from some clown tonight that said, you know, if Adam Silver was really smart of a commissioner, he'd give the Lakers and the Nets just another chance because nobody's going to watch this series. I'll go away. Yeah, like, go it's... away. I've got another two-word phrase for you as well, but I'm not going to use it and I can't on the radio. Well, I can use it once, but that that would be it. <laughs> Thanks well, for the call, Peter. I appreciate it. And you know what? I guess the reason I say it's tougher in the NBA is because in basketball, a star or two can really change your fortunes. 
it's not really always the case in baseball. You have you have to build a, yeah. a bigger team. You can't build it with around one slugger. Look at Mike Trout. I right. mean, he's the best player in baseball. I know he's injured right now, but now they got Otani. But he's been the best player in baseball and has been to the playoffs once in his right. career. So what I mean by that is you're competing with teams that had the wherewithal, the panache to, to grab a big star and change their fortunes, like LeBron, where most of the time those guys aren't coming here. The Bucks had to find one in the draft, keep him happy, do all these things, and against all odds, they're now playing in the NBA Finals. And Giannis is going to be here for a long time because he signed the Supermax deal right. before the season began. And I think that just buoyed everybody, not only in the organization, but in the city of Milwaukee and Bucks Nation as well. We will continue on. Doug Russell, Armin Sarian. It's the Palermo's postgame show. Bucks in six. It's 97-3 the game. It's a beautiful The game. The Palermo's postgame show continues. Doug Russell and Armin Sarian on 97.3 The Game. Pat Connaughton. He just just finished. He just finished? Yeah, he just finished. All right, never mind. uh, He couldn't wait for us. He said some some great things, though, folks. Let me tell you. (laughs) He did. He couldn't wait. Uh, Hopefully we'll uh, hear from some of his teammates coming up. We're getting Drew Holiday right now. All right, Drew Holiday. Let's... uh, Go back to State Farm Arena. Drew Holiday stepping up to the podium at State Farm Arena. Good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Congratulations, Drew. Appreciate um, it. Well, I guess I'll start there. I mean, you. I mean, just the other day you said how there hasn't you haven't felt pressure at all since you were acquired, but this was why they brought you here. So when that you know you're giving that ball off and those seconds run out, what what does that meant? And did that kind of hit you? I guess and I know there's more to do, but in terms of this moment. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. This is the, this is the first time I've been in this position. Um, just, man, I've been so blessed um, over the last couple of years with everything going on to be able to land in a spot like this uh, to fulfill my dream. So I'm, God's blessed me and put me in the position just to go to the finals. Uh, so I'm still trying to let it – I mean, it's still sinking in and I'm trying to come down, but it's uh, – I don't know, man. Words can't really describe it right now. As far as the, the game goes, I think you and Chris, I mean, there were some turnovers, some shots weren't going in the first half. The bench really kind of, I want to say carried, but really stitched things together, I guess, until Chris got hot in the third. So what what were they doing maybe in the first half? And then obviously what flipped when when Chris kind of went off there? Um, I think they were being aggressive and, and staying consistent. Uh, we went up early, we went up big, but – uh, they stay consistent. They stay with the game plan and, and kind of really got back into it. But our bench uh, and and everybody everybody did a great job of keeping our composure. Um, man, me and Chris were turning that thing over, weren't we? But, <laughs> yeah, but but at the end of the day, um, Chris carried us. Chris carried us there for a lot of it. Um, just leaving his heart out there. Um, just kind of like if we're going to go down, we're going to go down on his shoulder. So. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with him, uh, riding right into the finals. Eric, uh, Chris said after the game to the TV interview that Budden said, pass the ball to the rail. Like, that's kind of how the turnover is. Just for you two, I know it's always be aggressive, attack. Um, just what was it like for you guys to hear that message and then to kind of see Chris put it in? Uh, just, I mean, a professional and a basketball player. Um, 
I feel like we got to make adjustments and, and, and make adjustments in, in game six, and that's what we did. Um, <clears throat> the turnovers in this game are crucial, and you feel it more than in any other game. So, uh, you know, the hardest game to win is the closeout game. But I think being able to make adjustments like that and, and, and get the win was – it was it was great. Uh, for you, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, obviously, you had told us, "Hey, I've never been to conference finals. I don't know what this feels like. Now you're going to be in the NBA finals." But I'm curious, this journey. You you have a tough series against the Heat. You go down against the Nets, and then you have Giannis go down in this series. Just what is that whole roller coaster like to try to get here? Man, it's been. It's a story that I get to tell my kids. It's a story that I get to tell people, and that's one of the coolest things. Uh, playing against the Heat and what we did against them, and then coming back against Brooklyn, uh, one of the most talented teams in, in, in the league or, or ever, honestly, uh, against one of the best, I mean, what, top three of the, of the greatest scorers of our game. Uh, and then, man, a, a great Atlanta team, uh, young team, but – they have some crucial players. Uh, Lou Will, to me, is their X factor. If, if he's on and playing well, they're, they're hard to beat. They're, they're, they're a tough team. But <clears throat> I'm glad to see everything they've done, man. This is just I'm, – I'm, I'm really happy. I asked PJ something similar like this against the Nets. I said, like, hey, they trade for you for this reason, right? Like, two-guard KD, frustrated for you to get to this spot. Just what does it feel like to come through? Uh, it feels awesome. Again, I'm still kind of on this high, but man, I'm going to the finals. Uh, it's just cool to think again as a little kid, man. This is like, this is what you watch the playoffs for. This is this is like all the moments that like I felt as a little kid watching TV. I lived them and, and, and went through them, and now I get to go to the finals and see what this is about. So, uh, again, man, I'm just like I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. Hey, Drew, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I know you've had about four seconds to think about this, but it is officially Sunday now, so you have a finals game in two days. What do you think of the Suns? Uh, tough team. They play hard. They play together. Uh, they play fast. Have a lot of talent uh, at every position. Um, they guard the ball very well. Uh, they guard the three pretty well, too. So uh, definitely a team that, that – I feel like it's similar to us at every position, very, very talented, and, and somebody could just go out for, for a great game. So, <clears throat> And they and I got that boy book over there. So uh, it's going to be fun. And then you guys, I mean, you just won these two giant games without Giannis, um, and everyone's going to be asking, like, is he, is he going to play? Is he better? What's, how is it going to be to prepare for this biggest stage, not knowing if or when he'll be able to go? Um. Honestly, I think we'll take it a day at a time. We'll we'll go at the, we'll go look at the film uh, and try to lock in. We'll try to lock into our matchups, uh, see where we can take advantage, and uh, from there, knowing Giannis, he'll probably be back at some point in the series. But um, we really just got to prepare. Like this is it, and this really is it. This is the last seven games, so we got to try to go out there and, and prepare the best way we can. True for the last few seasons, it's been can Giannis get this team to the finals? And I know he had a large role in it, but in the moment where you get there, he's not on the court playing. What was his involvement over the past couple of days when he, you know, hasn't been playing? And was there any concerted effort on your end or the team's end to make sure he was involved? 
uh, I guess I'll start with your second question. It wasn't any effort from us. It was all Giannis. Uh, this is probably the most I've seen Giannis talk, the, like, the whole game. Uh, I know usually when he's on the court and he's and he's running, racing through five people and blocking shots, um, I mean, you're tired. He, he's tired and he's playing. But, man, he's motivating everybody. He's motivating me, telling me to push the pace, uh, keep on being aggressive. He's telling me to lock people up. Um, I feel like what he brought to the game today, uh, how he leads us, and, and again, he is so, he is pretty quiet, but how talkative he's been has been awesome for us and, and very, very encouraging. Okay. Drew, what's the balance for you of letting this sink in a little bit longer and then also knowing that, like you said, it's only two days, but it's kind of like, well, we've done a lot of long layoffs. Now let's try it with the short one. Uh, I guess say, give me the flight, give me the flight home, uh, back to Milwaukee. And then once we touch down, we got to prepare. Uh, I don't know when we leave. I'm, I'm guessing we'll leave pretty soon, but, uh, leave soon to Phoenix, but I guess maybe a couple hours. So this flight, and then we got to lock back in. Thank Um, I think we're always pretty even killed. Uh, even when Giannis going down, and, and I mean, that's a shock to everybody, but I think once we, uh, I'd probably say after that loss, man, uh, I think everybody was pretty disappointed in ourselves. Um, we felt like that was a, a crucial game, and, and we felt like an opportunity lost. So uh, after that, I felt like we just locked in. We knew we were going home. We knew we'd have the crowd, uh, the energy, but we also were disappointed in how we started the game, and that's something that we can control. So uh, we just came out aggressive and, and tried to punch them in the mouth first. Any goodwill? Hey, Drew. Um, there's a lot of talented players in today's game, but the attention kind of goes to a select few. It almost seems like you've kind of been under the radar, you know, for the past couple of years. Do you feel like from a personal level – that you're opening eyes around the league to how good you are and that you're not just underrated, but you're very deserving. I'm here to win. Uh, none of that stuff really matters to me. Um, I think being put in this position to win and, and just have the chance to make it to the finals and uh, take advantage of that is, is what I'm here for. Um, I think uh, accolades from, from my teammates uh, and the players around the league, uh, they know what's up. Uh, they're in the trenches with me. They know what it takes to, to fight and, and to claw. And uh, if I get the respect from them, that's all that really matters to me. Even Watson. Hey, Drew, congratulations. I, I know you've only been with this organization for one year now, but you have invested in this city of Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the sights of what the Deer District looked like tonight, um, or what it's looked like all postseason, but do you get a sense of what this means to this fan base for you guys to be going to the finals for the first time in 47 years? You know, I think I do. Um, just walking around Milwaukee, uh, talking to people that I've, that I've become very close with there, uh, they've definitely expressed how important it is uh, for us to make it and, and how encouraging they've been. Um, just in so long, it's, it's 
this this uh, city hasn't been to the finals. And um, again, for them to bring me in and be a part of it is is, is a blessing in itself. But I, w- I I would definitely say the fans and the interaction with the fans they've made it known that uh, this is just as important to them as it is to us. Last one to Mark Schwartz. Congrats, Drew. Thank you. There's a very short list of players in the history of the game who are capable of scoring 23 points in a quarter in a game this big and 16 straight for their team. What is it that puts Chris Middleton in that echelon? He's been doing it. Uh, he's the type of player that, again, he, he puts all the weight on his shoulders and doesn't care. He, he He's like, come on. Um, I think between him and Giannis being here the longest, uh, them being a part of this program and them leading this team, uh, I feel like everything that happened last year and the previous years, uh, people always talking about how they didn't have enough or how they didn't do this or do that. I feel like Chris, man, he's he's been that person. He's been that guy. And, and uh, it's really cool to see and be a part of it just because, for one, he's getting me assists, and I think that's that's good for me. But um, the way that he plays, man, him, him scoring 20 points in multiple quarters of multiple games is – it's something that I can tell my kids that I've witnessed. And when I go back and watch the film, I could tell them, like, I was out there fighting with him. So, um, again, Chris is, is the heart of this team. Uh, I feel like Giannis is the soul of this team. And and without them, man, I'm we really wouldn't be here. All right, thanks, Drew. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Drew Holiday uh, tonight, live from the podium. Uh, Holiday tonight for the Bucks, 27 points on 11 of 23 from the field. Aggressive play, smart play. Listen, every player is going to make some physical mistakes. He almost never makes mental mistakes. He was he was really huge, especially in the third and the fourth, fourth pushing the pace, competing. Chris Middleton sitting down now. We yeah, let's hear from Chris Middleton. Absolutely, player of the game. Wow. Bonkers, uh, sixteen in a row, and all that. Like, what's just what are you feeling and thinking in, in a moment like that? Just keep playing. Um, you know, sometimes it's going to go the way, sometimes it's not. But as long as I stay the course, um, that's all I can be in control of. But I can't control the ball going in some turnovers. I can't control something if I can't. Um, but, you know, just stay with it. Um, just play my game. Don't worry about too much else. And then I can't remember which game it was of the series, but there was a day that was the anniversary of, of the Bucks drafting Giannis. And we were talking to you about the journey that you two had been on these eight years, and now you you did it. You made made the finals. Like, what what are some of those thoughts uh, going through your head there? Um, no, honestly, I mean, it's been you know a long journey, but it's been a great journey. It's been worth it. Um, you know, we put ourselves in position uh, to win the NBA finals. Um, and, you know, after winning 15 games in our first year here, um, to some years not making the playoffs, to three years, well, the last two years, thinking we had a chance and we just didn't do enough. Um, and now we're here. Um, this is what we worked for. We're just, you know, I say, I'm, you know, extremely happy that you know, we're still playing. You've talked a lot about like the not high, too, not too high, not too low, not thinking ahead, all of those things. Is that a skill that you've had to work on as much as your footwork and your post game? All those things over the, these last eight years to kind of stay in that mental space. For sure, I mean, I think. Another key thing that you know, I always um, hear, especially from my dad, is have a short memory, um, whether they're good or bad. 
stay the course. It's a long game, it's a long season. I have a lot of ups and downs to stay the course and have a short memory. Um, way back in December, you guys talked about you know different counter punches and what opponents give you regular season. What have you seen from Bud and the coaching staff in this playoff in terms of dealing with injuries, rotations, all those things to, to help get you guys at this point? Just doing whatever it takes, but then also trusting us out there. Um, you know, we have an idea about what we want to do. We have to play that we want to run and trust us. Um, and, you know, that's all you want to coach. You know, especially the players that are out there, they see it a little bit different. They feel a little bit di- different. Um, when we come up to, with suggestions, he listens to us. You trust us with him. Thank you. Chris, um, Bud talked to I just have a bittersweet it is to have Giannis have been on the sidelines for this one or something you guys have been working for for so long and you've been his running mate back when you guys didn't even really like each other and you're fighting for playing time. What was it like for you to have him watching in this moment? What did you feel? The last part? What was it like for you to have him watching in this moment? And what yeah. you felt you needed to do to be like, oh, what's that? No, I, I definitely wish you know, he was out there with us, but, you know, He's still here with us. I mean, like on the bench, cheering us on, talking to us. He's still a part of it, um, whether he's playing or not. Hopefully, we get him back out there soon. Um, but you know, I think you know he still appreciates it all. He's sure. I'm sure he thinks or wishes he was out there playing, but it still means everything to him. The same amount that you know we still you know got a chance to play for him in the final. What do you think about a lot of this journey? Like. Giannis is talking about you two fighting for playing kind of like the first year. I think of you playing 46 minutes with a swollen throttle would change it around. Like, what what comes to you as you're thinking, like, man, we've really been through some stuff? It's all worth it, um, for sure. You know, every kid wants to win the NBA championship. Every kid wants to play in the NBA finals. Um, of course, it's not going to be easy. You're going to fail a lot. Um, but when you stay with it, it makes it all worth it, for sure. For you guys to lose the last two postseasons, what do you think that did to make you guys better this year? Motivation, but I think that's for everybody that loses. I'm sure Atlanta got a hell of a year, a um, hell of a postseason run. It's going to motivate them for, for the future to come, too, just like it has. Uh, I mean, it's tough to think of someone who's had a more clutch postseason than you have. How do you think you've built to that over the years to now be that guy <coughs> that? I know you've always been confident, but to now be that guy that can have a 23-point, 30-point, or 20-point, 40-point game. Stay in the moment. Don't think about the situation. Don't think about what game it is. Just to take it possession by possession. That's all I can do, stay in the moment. Uh, you give, you're working through the crowd. You give Giannis a big hug. You give Mud a hug. That's kind of the triangle. Like, you guys were at the breakfast to start this all. Like, what is it like to have Mud and Giannis by your side too? I mean, uh, it's, it's cool. Um, for one, you know, it's hard to get everything into words to um, the journey that we've been on, the ups and downs, the struggles and whatnot. Um, but like I said, to still be competing to be the last two teams standing, um, it's a great feel. Eric, what were you on, sir? Mark Schwartz. Chris, congratulations on another great game. Um. Drew said something about you just now that I thought was really interesting. And in the midst of complimenting you about all the things you did, scoring 16 straight points and 23 and a quarter, he said, Chris doesn't care. How would you explain that part of it, allowing you to put those kind of shots up under that kind of pressure in this kind of game? Just one win. 
that's that's all it is. I don't care how many points I have. Um, stats goes out the window. Um, you know, I even had, had a great third quarter. I told Drew I was struggling. I just want to win, bro. You got to get the ball and then and, and make something happen. Because uh, right now I just don't have it. Um, if you hit me, we'll be ready. But that's what it's all about. Everybody on this team is so selfish. Everybody, we don't care about you know who has the ball, who scores, who does this and that. Uh, we just want to do whatever it takes to win, and that's all you want. When I tell you that you had the third most points in a quarter in a postseason game in 25 years, and the other two are Iverson and Dame Lillard, what does it mean to you? It's a cool stat. Uh, I guess I would say it only means something if you win. So, I mean, whatever it takes to win, that's it. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Chris. He doesn't say much, Chris Middleton, but 23 points spoke volumes. Four of seven from beyond the arc, eight of 12 shooting in the quarter. The Bucks outscored the Hawks 44 to 29. If you're on hold, stay right where you are. We're going to come back. Take your phone calls. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open. 414-799-1973. Doug Russell, Arvin and It's the Palermo's postgame show. Bucks in six. It's 97.3 the game. station right why not well you know this gets you fired up no matter what sport it is it's true it's <laughs> a good point it's the palermo's post game show doug russell armin sarian bucks in six say it live it do it it is final score 118 107 it actually happened in six. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, yeah. That's you know, that's why it made sense. You know, Bucks in six. The last time they won a series in six was actually not, not since '84 conference semis, I believe, against the Nets. Yeah. And then they lost to the Celtics. So Bucks in six was always the battle cry. But of all the wins, they never actually happened in six. No. And the this is the, only fulfilled. the second time ever. The prophecy fulfilled, and um, that it's just uh, it's one of the more. It's one of the many amazing things about this run. P.J. Tucker now has the trophy, the podium. It's hard to, you know, put the mic closer to him. I don't know. But I love I love P.J. Tucker. He's always got, like, cool jewelry or something like that, you know. <laughs> and he came up with a cool shot yeah. uh, tonight when the Bucks needed it as well. Uh, let's go to Mike and Madison's been hanging on for a while yep. on the PellaWI.com talk and text line, 414-799-1973. Mike, thanks for hanging on. You're on the Palermo's postgame show on 97.3 The Game. Yeah, uh, what's up, fellas? Yeah, joyful night tonight. That place district was rocking. Uh, honestly, I thought the Bucks would lose tonight, and they would have to pull it out in Game Seven, especially when they activated Trey Young. And boy, was I glad I was wrong. My guy Middleton once again used the key, showed uh, all the doubters who didn't think he can get it done without Giannis. Once again, that was that 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 role that run by him in the third quarter. Yes, sir. Basically, put the the Hawks away was was a thing of beauty, and this guy's showing. Everybody that this guy is a clutch closer, and all the all the doubters can hopefully just silence now. And I think they pretty much uh, he put an end to that. But the the team overall holiday that's why they acquired him for games like tonight, and he really showed out, especially in that fourth quarter. Really, when the Hawks were making that run, he made that outstanding that double reverse layup somehow. Huge uh, layup. Just overall, yeah. 
that was that was that was a, that was as sweet as it get. And four um, but, big uh, steals tonight too. He was huge yeah. defensively, and he pushed the pace. Yeah, first, he really had this team under control. You're absolutely right about that, Mike. Right. Yeah, the first team all defense, man, and that's that's uh, what he brings, and that's why they wanted to acquire him so bad because he's a big time player and clutch moments. He can do that. But Portis finally came to life a little bit there. Uh, Lopez. Uh, not as uh, dominant as he was in uh, game six, uh, game five, I should say, but big time in guys off the bench. I love the Connaughton uh, finally broke out of something in Teague, going back to avenge the team that, that uh, really basically got rid of him because they didn't think he could play. So overall, man, just great night. They, they showed, even without Giannis, they're a damn collective great team overall. Uh, and, and, and really the Hawks, I think, uh, thought they would probably force game seven, but uh, they just put the daggers in them. And even when they made that run, it looked like they were going to pull out their miracle run like they tend to do all playoffs. Uh, the the, the uh, holiday pretty much put an end to that. And so just hats off to them, man, all the fans. This team has been down for so long. To finally get back to the finals is a, is a thing of beauty, man, and I can't wait. Uh, it's It looks like the Suns are probably going to be favored. What are your thoughts now, fellas? Uh, I'm going to take this in, but the, we got a big boy, a big dog in front of us because the Suns have been playing great basketball. And so it's going to be a tough challenge. But even if Giannis is limited, I still think they could win the series. I'll get your thoughts on that. Great night. Do you just trick? You enjoy this, man. Take care, fellas. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Mike. I love it. Mike had all the energy. I love it. All he, the juice, all the smoke. Give he it brought to it. us. He brought it. I love that. He, um, he brought up a really good point about Teague. I mean, I can't say it enough. Teague was something you would never have expected to get. That was a that was one of those bonus injections. That was like um, that that was like the complete. You know, unexpected bonus moment, and all of a sudden, T gives you three big threes. Who would have thought that, Doug? I mean, that was incredible. Uh, absolutely, and at the at the time that he needed to do it as well. Uh, yeah. I, I tweeted this out about an hour ago. Uh, this one is for the fans that had to suffer through Anthony Mason, Moses Malone, Perfect. Benoit Benjamin, Kevin Duckworth, Gary Payton, and Corey Maggette stealing Senator Cole's money at the end of their careers. You couldn't have said it better, Doug. I mean, it, it, we've been through the wars. The funny thing is, I you know thought this could be a defensive battle, a, a way to win the game tonight. Not necessarily the point totals the Bucks had. And it started off that way in the first half, but all of a sudden the Bucks explode in the third, and it became a higher scoring game. That it was really, incredible. Absolutely. And look, the Hawks played hard, and they made a run at the end. And credit Nate McMillan. I've, I've long, if you listen to any of these post game shows, you, you I, I've admired his coaching style for a long time. Guys play hard for him. Trey Young gutted it out tonight. He was in obvious discomfort throughout the entire game, but the Bucks just had a little bit more at the end. Uh, a couple of texts coming in on the PellaWI.com talk and text line, which is always open to you at 414-799-1973 uh, from the 209. Coach Bud proving all the critics wrong as usual. Uh, let's see. From the 831, wherever that is, Bucks and six, it's over for the Suns. Andy in Belgium has uh, he, he's he's shouting out everybody. He's already shouted out Jesus Shuttlesworth. He says we got you, Big Dog. We got you, Sam. I am. Uh, let's see. We got you, Tim Thomas. We got you, Irvin Johnson. So he's he's reaching back just a little bit for uh, some of the, uh, uh, the the names that I think Armin and, and many fans of his age grew up with. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines on the PillowWI.com talk and text line. Dustin is in Indianapolis. Dustin, thanks for finding us here on 97.3 The Game. I feel the Bucks will be in six, and I think I'm sad, but I'm, Jake, I'm sad Jay Crowder will not win another final. Frank Kaminsky, sorry. But I think, you know, Bucks in six, I think they're just got to, you know, even keel team, to be honest, I think he'll sit up game one and we'll be back for game two, ready and ready and rock and rolling. 
I hope you're right. I don't know if you've got a medical degree that I'm not aware of, but I, I hope I hope you're right. Um, what did you think of tonight's game? I mean, what was, tell me about the emotions. Tell me about what, I mean, you're not in the Deer District. You're down about seven, well, eh, five, six hours away in Indianapolis. What what were you feeling when you were watching it? It was solid. I mean, I just felt, you know, we came together as a team. We're working together. I'm actually originally from the Green Bay area. No Armin since he was in college. Live in Madison, just down here working actually right now. So oh, Armin's college buddies are calling up tonight. Yeah, I, I, I'm paying them off. They're going to have five bucks <laughs> each. No, I'm just kidding. Checks in the mail, Dustin. Sounds good. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Dustin checking us out in Indianapolis. I promise I didn't plan it. Listen on the iHeartRadio <laughs> app, which you can always find us as well uh, here at 97.3 The Game. Just, again, I think for long-suffering Bucks fans, and I know that what the national narrative is going to be, oh, it's Milwaukee in the finals. Hey, this is the best thing that the NBA could have possibly asked for. Number one, the ratings are up. Thank you very much. Great point. In the finals Great this point, year. Great point, Doug. Uh, people, people keep avoiding that. All, uh, just It's narratives of, oh, this isn't what the NBA wants, or this is a boring finals. Well, that's not being proven by the numbers. The data shows that people are interested. People like watching a team like this. People like watching new blood in the finals. Yeah. People like watching a team with a with a star that loves his market and with a team that that fights hard and plays together. That that are winners. That are fighters. You know, this is the type of team that the, that the NBA is getting right now. A Bucks team that plays together, that plays hard, that plays with passion, that's unselfish. I mean, who wouldn't like that? I, I know. And again, you talk about new blood, and obviously we're invested in what the Bucks are going to do in the playoffs, but Devin Booker is an incredible player well, uh, absolutely. for the Phoenix Suns. And then you've got Chris Paul, who somehow has found the fountain of youth this year. I know he's been a little bit banged up in the playoffs, um, and he had the COVID thing, but you know, Chris Paul, someone that I personally wrote off about two, three years ago, like I think right. most other NBA observers we did. did. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, because I mean, he was again. We talk about stealing paychecks. It looked like he was stealing a paycheck down there in Houston for a while, um, and in Oklahoma City as well. I mean, and then he's just somehow, you know, as as you get to a certain age. I think it's the law. You you have to either move to Phoenix or you have to move to Florida. One of the two. Right, right. And he and he's a senior citizen when it comes to NBA players. So he's found himself in the Valley of the Sun and has had an incredible season this year. DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he's also oh, DeAndre Ayton. Cameron Payne, they have guys. They have players. Yeah. They, I mean, that team is for real. Now, I didn't think that necessarily they were ready to make the incremental steps that they've made this year to get to the NBA Finals. Okay, but they did. Right. They earned, Nobody gave them anything. They earned their way to the NBA Finals. That is a damn good team. It, is good. it is good, and it's going to be tough to win. Obviously, they have the home court advantage, but but here's the thing, Doug. The Bucks took a hard road to be here, okay? They had to beat a very talented Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. They had to beat a very, very good Atlanta Hawks team, a team that I think is better than most people give them credit for. The Suns are a worthy opponent. The Suns are a very good team. The Bucks might not be favored, but I do not fear anybody if I'm the Bucks, If I'm a Bucks fan, I believe this team can do it. I believe this team can absolutely do it. If they play well, if Giannis can come back, all these factors have to come into play. But... You look. You you say yes, sir, to nobody. You look up to nobody at this point. If you're the Bucks, you've earned your spot to be here. You've done it in very difficult circumstances. You've overcome adversity. You've done it the hard way. Nothing was given to you, and I think there's every reason for the Bucks to feel confident and feel like they can 
overcome. Absolutely. And they, can, they can win this NBA Finals. On the talk and text line, Kurt in Minneapolis, born in 1966. He was five years old when we won. Eight when they last went to the Finals, of which I have a vague recollection. Been a fan since at least 76. A hell of a lot of pain. Uh, and heartbreak in those 45 years. This is so damned sweet, boys. Wish I were in the Deer District tonight. Celebrate your balls off for me tonight, Milwaukee. Kurt in Minneapolis. Kurt, congratulations to you and all the other long-suffering fans. Four wins away from a world championship now. So it's, it's fantastic to say it. It gives me goosebumps. I, I, it's, it's an out-of-body experience, Doug. That's kind of the, what keeps kind of going through my head. It's kind of an out-of-body experience that we're here talking about it on, on this station that the Bucks are going to play for the world championship. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And I, I apparently, I've never felt it. So I think you're right. There is nothing like it. I, I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it felt like until tonight. It was almost. I, I'm trying to put it into historical context as best as I can. And when the Packers went to Super Bowl 31, there was kind of a, again. I talk about pressure release valves a lot. That was kind of the pressure release valve of this team of destiny that had just gotten really good. They added a couple of key cogs with some veterans via some trades. Obviously, you had the young gunslinger and 27-year-old Brett Favre, who had just won his second straight of three uh, NFL MVP awards. And it just seemed like this was a team that was a team of destiny, but had made the incremental steps. They had gotten to the NFC Championship game the year prior against the Dallas Cowboys. They had gotten past... The San Francisco 49ers, a team that had befuddled them in the playoffs over the years as well. Um, Their path to the Super Bowl in 1996, ironically enough, didn't go through necessarily the teams that you thought that they were going to go through. Uh, Again, the Bucs didn't have to go through the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't have to get through the the Brooklyn Nets, but they didn't have to go through the 76ers, who going into the playoffs, I think most around the NBA thought were the best team in um, in the NFL. And they wound up winning the NFC Championship game against an upstart Carolina Panthers team of all teams. Yeah, I know. It's amazing when you think about that. It's it's nuts. All right. We're going to take a short time out. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, when we come back, it is the uh, uh, Palermo's postgame show. Doug Russell, Armin Sarian with you for just a few more minutes right here on 97.3 The Game. the Hawks tonight. Bucks in six. The final score, 118-107. Chris Middleton with his incredible 23-point third quarter led all scores with 32 points. 10 of 22 from the field, 4 of 10 from beyond the arc. But that third quarter, man, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc, 8 of 12 from the field, 23 points for Chris Middleton, the two-time All-Star. I don't, I don't know if you were watching the television broadcast. They mentioned he was a 
He and Drew Holiday. Yes. Is the Olympics? Uh, they're both Olympians. Who knew? Who, so I was who the, knew? Uh, Marv? I know. And Marv, congrats on uh, capping off a great career. I know, you know, at the end, Marv wasn't the same, but I, I always thought Marv Albert was the voice of the NBA. I always thought games with him in the 90s were the most exciting. You know how I feel about uh, NBA in the 90s and NBC. And it was... Um, That's what it, you should play, a little round ball rock. It's uh, I'll find it. It's sort of fitting that his last game was the best moment ever for the Bucks in my lifetime, I think, because I always was a kid that would dream of... Well, the Bucks were never on NBC, and I always thought that was the coolest thing ever, and I was like, we'll never even get a game on NBC. Marvin Albert's never going to talk about the Bucks. Like, you know, I would think of that stuff. So the fact that it was his last game, and man, it's, it's pretty wild. And the Bucks won it in wow. six. Uh, Aaron in Hortonville writes, I don't like the Marv tribute when they should be recapping the game. Well, that's why you listen to us. Yeah, absolutely. And you Just know what? Listen to us. And Marv, Marv's earned his flowers. You, you know what? The thing is, you'll get the recaps. You'll get it all. Marv, Marv's earned this. Yes, he's earned his flowers. You couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, so congrats to Marv Albert on a great career. I mean, obviously, and man, it, it was, it's so wild how that happens. It's just, it's just existential. It's so meta that his last game is the Bucks greatest moment. And I just can't believe it. You know, I just can't believe the Bucks are playing in the NBA finals. Uh, the NBA has tweeted out a graphic of the schedule. I never thought that I would see the NBA finals in a Bucks logo. I know. On the same graphic, but uh, it starts on Tuesday, July 6th, 8 o'clock. All games are an 8 o'clock tip-off. Um, so that includes all the games. In, oh, I'm sorry. I checked the, I take that back. Sunday, July 11th, game three, the first game at Pfizer Forum. That will be a 7 o'clock tip-off. But all of the other games are scheduled for 9 o'clock. Game one, Tuesday, July 6th. Game two, Thursday, July 8th. Both of those games will be at Phoenix Suns Arena, downtown Phoenix. Then the uh, series now shifts back to Milwaukee uh, at Pfizer Forum on Sunday, July 11th. Uh, That will be the 7 o'clock start. Game four at Pfizer Forum, Wednesday, July 11th. Those are the games that are guaranteed. Games 5, 6, and 7, obviously, if necessary. Game 5, Saturday, July 17th. Game 6, Tuesday, July 20th. Game 7, if it goes that long, Thursday, July 22nd. Well, any early predictions there, Doug? I don't do predictions. I know, you don't like that. I don't like predictions because, you know what, you can't predict execution. You can't predict what somebody, nobody could have predicted Chris Middleton's 23 points in the third quarter. I think the Bucks have a fighting chance in this. Obviously, if Giannis is able to play and able to be healthy while out there, obviously that gives the Bucks a much better chance than if he cannot play. The Phoenix Suns are a damn good uh, basketball team, though. Yeah. I mean, the guys, I mean, they've got a big three. The Bucks have a big three. But, uh, you know, this is, this is no pushover by any, uh, and I would caution anybody who thinks that it is, especially if Giannis isn't close to 100%. I'd be surprised if anyone thought that at this point, but yeah, it, absolutely not. I mean, they're a very worthy opponent. They're a fantastic team. It'll be a tough, uh, it'll be a tough one to get if the, if the Bucks can do it. I would say, I don't like predictions, but hey. Six. We're going to win a six. All right, no problem. <laughs> We're taking it. Six. Right. We're going to win a six. Bucks right. and six. Let's keep it going. They got to uh, bring Brandon Jennings back. <laughs> Whip yes. the crowd up. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. I think people would love it. Eddie and uh, Stalis called. Didn't want to hold on. He called just to ask me when the plane's arriving. I have no idea. I'm kind of looking at that on Twitter. I asked you off air, Doug. Who do you think they're going to fly back tonight? I'm sure they're going to fly back tonight. I don't know when the plane's arriving. It'll be late. I'll be all over flight aware. You guys know I love tracking flights out there. I'll be all over <laughs> flight aware. Anything from Atlanta to Milwaukee that seems like a private flight, I'm going to be looking for. Um, 
There is one right now that is in the air. That wouldn't be it. There's one that's delayed. That might be it. I'm, uh, that look, uh, you know, I have no idea though when the planes come. I'm sure can you tell if it's a private jet or, or you, not? You can. Well, you can do it. I do this a lot. Is you look up the activity log for the plane, uh-huh. and you can usually tell if uh, the type of plane and what the log is, what it's flown. Mm-hmm. That it, it's probably the plane. Um, you know, I, I, there's no way to tell. It's a B seven fifty two, and it's gone to Atlanta and back and forth. So this is probably it. And and it says it's delayed, and it's probably it's also, it. it also has an upcoming flight schedule to Phoenix. So this has got to be that's it. That's right? the one. That's yeah. That's the charter. Uh, so, you found it. So they're going to be flying. They, maybe they're going right. To, let's see here. It says they might a, be going right to Phoenix. Well, I don't. I think they're going to come home first. No, it says it's scheduled to go to Phoenix, but it doesn't say when. So uh, okay. Sunday, July fourth. Oh, so they're going to fly tomorrow to Phoenix, okay. or, or later on today. As so be. fly fly home tonight. Yeah. Get some sleep in yeah. their own beds. Get whatever stuff they need to get. The team's got to get stuff, I'm sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then gather yourselves tomorrow afternoon for the flight to Arizona. So this is how my weirdness is. I mean, I can figure out the flight, but based on the activity log and the flight uh, aircraft type. So, but it hasn't left, so we don't know when it's going to land. No, and, and that's why it says delayed. I'm sure they're waiting for everyone to get to the plane. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely it. So I don't know when they're going to arrive because it hasn't left yet. So yeah. there you go. And it's Atlanta. It's a busy airport, so. Well, that's the other tough part about it, uh, Doug, is there's a lot of flights going from Atlanta to Milwaukee, but not this hour. No, so. no, not not, nec- not There's at one all. coming in right now, but that's obviously not it. You know, the guy's just got off the podium. Yeah. Oh, this is so exciting. I, just... <laughs> I was going to ask, do you have any final thoughts before we send you off to Fox Sports Radio? I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than. And then, then this is an amazing moment we all share together, and I'm appreciative of every moment I was a Bucks fan and every loss we took because it makes this one feel so much sweeter. And I just say thank you to, to every everybody that worked hard for the on the Bucks organization, to Giannis, to Chris, to the whole team, Bobby, Drew, Axel, Tupain, I don't care, Jeff Teague. <laughs> thank, thank you, John Horst. Thank you. John Hammond? John Hammond. Thank you, John Hammond. Absolutely. Larry For flying Drew. to Greece. I'm not going to thank Jason Kidd, though. <laughs> I'm not going to thank him. <laughs> um, it's just an amazing moment. I'm glad we get to share it together. I'm glad. I, I just feel blessed to be experiencing this with you, Doug, as well. And I'm just I'm just so happy to be a Bucks fan. I'm so proud of Milwaukee. I'm so happy for the fans of the city, the long-suffering fans who have waited for their moment in the sun and are celebrating tonight. Be safe. I just love you guys. I love this team. We all love each other. Make good choices. Yes, absolutely. Our post-game show has been brought to you by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. Made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria, Connie's Urban Pie and Scream in Sicilian. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Sandix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's. We will reconvene on the post-game show Tuesday night for the end. NBA Finals for Armin Sarian. I'm Doug Russell. You've been listening to the Palermo's post game show, Bucks and Six. This is 97 3 The Game. All right, there you have it. Our post game show, the Palermo's post game show from Game Six. The Milwaukee Bucks defeating the Atlanta Hawks by a final score of 117 to 107. A couple of moments uh, moments ago, you heard me go through the schedule. It does begin on Tuesday. That's July 6th. No rest for the weary. So the Bucks, as I tape this right now, they are flying home to Milwaukee in the middle of the night. And they will be in town for just a few hours, maybe get some sleep, maybe get a few things.
things that they need to get. Uh, the team certainly needs to wash the uniforms, I suppose, but uh, they will be off to Phoenix later on on uh, Sunday, on July 4th, to prepare for Tuesday night's Game 1 in the NBA Finals. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you listened to it live, thank you. If you didn't, and I hope you enjoyed the rebroadcast that we did here on the Doug Russell podcast as well. It's always more fun to talk about a win than it is to talk about a loss. And hopefully we'll be talking about a lot more wins over the course of the next week and a half or so. Again, I don't like to make predictions. You guys know that. If you know me at all, you know that about me because... You can't. There, there are certain things you can't predict. You can't predict heart. You can't predict execution. You can't predict Chris Middleton going off in the third quarter. There's a million things that you can't predict. I do know this: with or without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks are an outstanding basketball team. With Giannis, they're maybe the best team in the NBA. And I'm looking forward to talking about it after all of the games starting on Tuesday night. But I'm looking forward to being able to bring it to you here on the Doug Russell podcast as well. So I can't wait for the games. I know you can't wait for the games. And no matter what, this was an incremental step that the Bucks needed to take. Chris Middleton needed to assert himself as an alpha. He did that tonight. We saw the upgrade that Drew Holiday was over Eric Bledsoe. And that's not a knock on Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe's a nice player. Drew Holiday is just a better player than Eric Bledsoe. Bobby Portis, the heart and soul of the Bucks, as far as like the the glue guys, the you know, lunch pail types. Bobby Portis, such an amazing job. Uh, filling in for Giannis Adetokounmpo with energy, not necessarily. I mean, he's 3 of 8 from the field, missed all of his three-pointers in Game 6, but the energy that he brings to the court, just unbelievable. Pat Connaughton, uh, 30 minutes on the court, 30 important minutes, scoring 19 points uh, for the Bucks on Saturday night in Game 6 as well. Just so many things went right for the Bucks when the Hawks made their run. Milwaukee just answered, but... You've been listening to that for the last couple of hours here on the podcast. Uh, we've got a lot more to say when Game 1 rolls around. We'll have a post-game show on 97.3 The Game right afterwards. Hope you can join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, who knows? Who knows where this thing is going to end? They've already got one trophy. There's one more to win. But it is not going to be easy. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Doug Russell Podcast.